two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Man, OSU football. Yeah. Killing it. Like, had uh, played uh, Toledo just, what is that, like two and a half hours northwest of us here? And holy shit, man, it was like 77 to 21, something like that. Good lord. It was un- it was. 77 no, like, like seven yeah, in front seven, of seven yeah se- yeah uh 11 touchdowns 10 10 plus one touchdowns for us and like we and we put in like our third string dudes in like the third quarter they're like all right go nuts wow. um yeah and they were still yeah and i think at halftime what was the score at halftime i think it was like 56 or something i'm making that decision this year like i'm not really that big of a football guy but hey this is what is likely going to be my last kind of year here in Columbus and the Ohio State University system. So, hey, you know, let's, uh, if we're going to get wet, might as well go swimming with this football thing. And so I've been trying to follow more and watch some of the games. And, but even then I was like, okay, yeah, this is like over. So um, I have some reading I need to do for for school. (laughs) You're not coming back from that point gap there's no earthly goddamn no. way like no that's some yeah. that's so, some like mongolian shit like i am the wrath of god <laughs> god would not have sent me if your turnovers were not so great like yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah if your um gaps in zone coverage were not were not so great um <laughs> yeah so so right our like our starting our starting quarterback is this guy cj stroud he's a junior um and, and right, so yeah, like he played essentially like one half. Maybe, I think he got like a little bit of time in the third quarter. But he essentially played like one half. And yeah, right, he had like like f- f- uh, five passing touchdowns. And I think oh like, God. Uh, and I think almost like 350 yards of offense, if I'm remembering that right. Just in like one half. It's goofy. And so, I, I mean, I don't know if, it, that would that'd be really hard for me, like, on the one hand, like I kind of want to like pat the stat book, you know, be like, "Nah, coach, let me. I can throw for fifteen touchdowns, right? Like I got five in the first first <laughs> quarter, and now I'm all warmed up. I can, I can triple that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. But then I can also understand too, right? It, it's the third game of of the season. Got a long season ahead. Don't want to go too crazy. Don't want to like risk getting. Yeah, like a like an ACL torn or something like that. So that, yeah, I, I get it, that too. Easy. But God, if you're if you're doing real well, you know, like, but yeah, right. And figure out what the like know. record is, and then see where you want to go. Like if it if you're on like touchdown right. twelve, and the record is like sixteen, come on, you got four touchdowns in yeah, two in touchdowns. two quarters. God, I got four more touchdowns in me, coach. Come on, yeah. <laughs> and well, and maybe this is the other thing too that's kind of biasing my judgment is. Um, in the class that I'm that I'm being a TA for this semester, we are reading the Odyssey, and so, and actually just finished, just just finished um, the Odyssey, and so maybe that's like where my mind is. It's like no, like what about my glory? Like I gotta like get my chaos so that people like oh yes, here's 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 the quarterback who yeah threw for 
15 touchdowns in a game and I'll give him like a golden tripod and we'll slaughter a cow and roast the innards and drink it with heady wine. So that's probably where factoring into my to my kind of take on that too. <laughs> that's fair. That's... I want to live in Homeric Greek. I do. I do. I just want to live in like yeah, just like running around and be like, I am, I'm Josh, son of Michael. I ran, yeah, I ran track and these are all my deeds and come into my house and we'll give you a bath and we'll, yeah, roast up like my choicest lambs <laughs> and we'll feed you and make sure you're nice and comfy, give you like a clean linen shirt and then tell me your life story who are you who, who are your parents where are you from what what what, what brings you this way god damn it i want that <laughs> i mean i don't know about the bath and the lamb bit but i know that we'd probably have some choice wines and what better place to you know Tell all yeah. of our glories, then right here at the Two Wizards podcast. Hi, that guys. Is, my name is Mark, Hello. and I'm a wizard. Hello, welcome. My name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And yes, welcome to our latest installment, newest episode of the Two Wizards podcast. And, uh, okay, I'll also just say this, too. Like, I... My mind is just in, like, a weird headspace anyway. And... <laughs> okay. Blame it on epic poetry... Blame it on watching football, whatever the case may be. Uh, blame it on the topic that I'm going to be guiding us through, because I knew this was going to be a bit of a trip and a bit expansive. So I really had to like kind of hone in as much as I could. Be like, okay, Josh, what can you reasonably discuss with Mark and with our listeners in like only two hours, but yeah, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting echoes of like your giant bird attack episode from last <laughs> week because it's like there's so much, there's so much, and I just can't, I just can't. It's it's goofy, but so so maybe you can help me out, Mark. Too, uh, maybe my humors are a bit out of order, not completely balanced, hmm. um, and one way to do that is by choosing what it is you want to drink. So, Mark, what's in your wizard's right on? I am happy to report that it is spooky season here in Alamosa, huh? and we got some semi-spooky beers. No, they're not pumpkin, but beggars can't be choosers, because I have a mm -hmm. Ghost Drifter American Pale Ale out of Odyssey Brew Works, and then, of course, on deck, out of Estes Park Brewing, my Red Rum Ale every damn Ooh, time. Baby. The best Ooh, beer baby. ever made. How about you, good buddy? <sighs> I am, on the one hand, kind of jealous. On the other hand, kind of kicking myself that I didn't go with, like, autumn spooky beer. <laughs> um, and then on a third hand that I also have, like, grafted onto me. Um, yeah, I guess also still sticking with the uh, Homeric Greek. Uh, the Mrs. Wizard made a nice roast, so we just had that for dinner. And she found a Zinfandel to pair with it. So I'm having more of that. I am drinking wine tonight. Oh. Uh, so this is Storyteller Zinfandel. So here's on you, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a little sweet for a Zinfandel. Um, but that's okay. Okay. It's all right. But yeah, otherwise nice full body, kinda like stone stone fruit uh kind of taste palette on all that. So yeah. Okay. If I think I know what we're doing in November as well as I think I know what we're doing in November, we gotta make that <laughs> whoopsall wine month. Because I am not a wine guy, and I would be willing to learn more. And if needs be, we can swap our recording date so we're not wine hungover on Monday morning. (laughs) Was it the stick of truth where you fight, like, red wine drunk Randy? Uh, That's fractured butthole, yeah. It is. Right. It is a fractured butthole. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm teaching, quote-unquote, teaching tomorrow and even now i'm like okay josh nothing to excess man gotta <laughs> my wine over here my water gonna gonna ease it out nice and balanced all that good stuff but yeah man we can do we can do um v november v november and sample sample different wines and stuff for our wizards right time and hell yeah, yeah. That'd be great be great perfect well, well, right on. There's one mystery solved. There, there. Yeah, there you go. There's one yeah. mystery solved. So, um, uh, okay. Two so, two wizards solving mysteries about how we're gonna get tipsy. Um, <laughs> so, Josh, what the hell so, are we talking about? I can't take that, it anymore. That is the question mark. What the hell are we talking about? And uh, we are discussing uh, illnesses and medicine. In the ancient world, ancient illness, ancient medicine. Did humans a mere 3,000 years ago have any better understanding of the human body than we have right now? Debatable. Um, okay. <laughs> which, like, okay. that's my... And, and that's also why I think I'm in this weird headspace. Because even for somebody who defends... Um, yeah, like the ancients, which is to say, still us. That was still us, guys. Like we're we're still just cavemen that have the internet and cell phones um but but right like 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 just putting like not even dipping a toe but dipping a toenail into these waters okay uh cuz i have all all list my sources here that i didn't read exhaustively but i read deeply um and yeah this is okay so this book is about 400 pages this one's about 250. There's another one that is 500. There is so much to write about ancient ailments and cures, ancient illnesses and medicine. We went through this, again, global pandemic. And now there's like monkeypox going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll admit, like uh, uh, just a few weeks back, I went to... My uh, uh, primary care provider, my general physician, for like the first time in years. Because I'm like, okay, I'm 35 years old. I haven't been to the doctor in ages. I should probably go get a checkup. Yeah. And even as I'm like, like just kind of for fun, the the doc was like, hey, why don't we like give you an EKG just to make sure that the old ticker's like doing what it's supposed to be doing. And so... Uh, so yeah, I got hooked up and instead of this giant machine, it was just like some cables connected to a laptop and that's how they did my EKG. Um, 
And then, right, they, like, drew some blood to, like, do blood tests and stuff. And I got those results back. And it's like, holy cow, like, for all of this advancement that we still have, <laughs> or that, that, that we have now, there's still so much that we have no flipping clue about. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so, yeah, you could... Cause, okay, we're, we're what? We're in... We're, we're not 15 minutes in, and I'm already have, like, frantic Josh voice going on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we're talking ancient medicine i guess a little bit of ancient illnesses but something that i found was like that's also a bit of a misnomer because you know all the illnesses or things that were happening yeah two or three thousand years ago a lot of them are still happening today you know like like shit we we, we thought we knocked polio off the face of the earth but just this month, uh, it's sprouted again in and around like New York. So it's like, holy shit, you know, like if we can't even with all of our, you know, 20th century science, if, if, if polio still comes back, it's like, ah, I got you, bitch. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we do just need to like go back and read some of these ancient texts and see how far or not far we've come. I don't know, man. I mean, what did we say tuberculosis was like? 223 million years old or something gross? Right. Again, it's like... And it like it's just well, been here as long as life has been on Earth. It's like, nope, just hanging out, making us all sick. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, yes, our essential theme song, The Ode to Man, specifically calls out, hey, look at how great humans are. Because we've come up with cures and... and um, uh, procedures we've 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 conquered every disease every illness except for death but even that's like all right sophocles like i love you but you maybe maybe a bit hyperbolic with that because yeah there were still people like uh 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 sorry sorry i'm just this is a lot this is a lot <laughs> swirling around in you're my good head. buddy you're good okay okay so let's just i'll 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 just dive in i'll just dive in um okay Listeners, I am but a humble wizard. Mark is but a humble wizard. And we are going through medical documents that are thousands of years old. So please do not construe <laughs> any of this as medical advice. Don't listen to us. Talk to your healthcare provider. Don't consult millennia-old papyri and uh, epigraphic inscriptions. Don't, don't, we're not a medical show. We're not a medical show. <laughs> And or conversely, Josh and I are both as equally qualified as uh, Jenny McCarthy. So, hey, <laughs> bear that as you will. Okay, so, and I know I've made this joke before, and I'm totally forgetting in what sort of episode starter, opener it was. Um, Mark, I'm not asking you to share your medical history with our <laughs> listeners here. Um so you can share as much or as little as you want, but I'll say it. So, yeah, I've, I am like blind as a bat. Like I'm, I, I've needed eyeglasses. I think since what was it, like third grade. I'm something like twenty, like two hundred or like oh, wow. two fifty. Like I'm super, super blind. Um, and the idea of like me going through life. 2,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago, without spectacles, glasses, much less like contact lenses. 
Like, yeah, I would be good for nothing. Like, <laughs> like I couldn't like chop down a tree. I couldn't like, you know, like rake a, or a, a yeah, like hoe a field or something like that. Cause I'm goddamn blind. And I'd like, like hit my foot with the hoe or like, yeah, chop a finger off with the, an ax that I have here. So I would be, I would be one of those like guys just like having to hang out in the town square like begging because I'm functionally blind without my glasses. <laughs> oh man. No, I'm I'm with you there. I am crazy blind. Yeah. Yeah, like I was also gonna say, like and, and even and even with that, like I am in almost across the board, like good health. Like I don't have any allergies. I don't have like any uh, yeah, sort of like lifelong illnesses. Um, so even right is like, and uh, try to eat well, try to work out, you know, do do all the things that you're supposed to do to like be healthy. Uh, but even then, I'm like, I don't know if I could have lasted back then. Uh, versus like, oh hey, let me eat this food that I would have no idea could cause an allergic reaction to me. And then that's it. Like I'm done. Um, so so yeah, it's yeah. just ah man. It, it's or like it's just wild. banal things like bee stings. Like that's it. You're you're yeah. done. Oh, yeah, you ate like, you ate shellfish. Oh, sorry, Haas. You're done. Like yeah, you, you yeah you couldn't you know walk over to a symposium and be like, oh wait, sorry. Does this pita bread have like wheat in it? Uh, sorry, I have celiac disease. Um, could I get like a broccoli? No. Not broccoli. Could I, I get a cauliflower pita instead? Could you whip up one of those for me and like make it in a separate kitchen? And <laughs> you jump on your horse after defeating Egypt, cut your leg on your sword. A couple days later, you're done. Yeah, that's just it. That's just it, man. And so, and and, and right, and that's even like so. Yeah, things like things that we tend to think of like okay. Uh, yeah, like I was chopping up carrots for, for dinner, slice my finger. You know what? Little antibacterial soap, little water, little neosporin, put a Band-Aid on it. And I go about my life. And maybe, yeah, my finger's kind of sore and hard to move for like, yeah, like three or four days. Um, and not exactly saying that that was a death sentence, but you're <laughs> right. Little innocuous things like that, like... Yeah. Or, yeah, I was riding my horse and it threw me and I broke my leg. Stick a fork in me. I'm done because, <laughs> you know, they could like try to like reset it or like get some splints in. But no one's going to like cut you open and like perform surgery because. Are you kidding me? There's no like anesthesia. The person just like bleed out. And yet, even with all that, we still have like we still made like a, a incredible progress with some of the stuff that like it's really easy for us i think to kind of like sit and laugh and be like oh those silly ancients but it's like they're they're doing the best that they can well yeah but and, like what do, yeah we're, you're doing the best they can like we got germ theory what in the civil war like oh i think yeah like even like after that i think it was like yeah that's what i mean like right right and like um oh i forget the guy oh son of a bitch who was it like like re related to germ theory, he was like, oh wow, like all of these women 
who are like giving birth are there's this like streak of um uh yeah like illness where they die afterwards like as soon as they finish delivering their child into the world like they, they die and what is it and it's like oh because the doctors weren't washing their hands <sighs> yeah between just even that just like just like fucking hand washing like what the shit man which gets into another thing because water wasn't always as sanitary as it is now. Right. But it is. It's just like, gah. I need to just start talking about here before I explode my brains. Because I don't know if there's a, a cure for that in some of these ancient texts here. Uh, but okay, so uh, so I'm going to take a page out of your book here, Mark. And, and I'm going to list some of my sources up here at the top. And I'll... I'll, I'll try to remember to add these to our Goodreads account so that listeners, you can follow along and probably, uh, yeah, come up with your own observations as well. Hell yeah. Some of the sources I'm going to be mentioning are uh, Ancient Medicine by Vivian Nutton, Ancient Babylonian Medicine, Theory and Practice by Markham J. Geller, and Military Medicine from Ancient Times to the 21st Century by Jack E. Callum. Um, right on. And so, because I was really challenging myself not to just do the Greeks, because yes, there's Hippocrates, of course, and we will give him some of his due. But right, I was trying to, I'm, I'm really trying to force myself and give a, a broader picture into like just the whole entire, well, not the whole entire, but like other instances of ancient medicine. Uh, because, cause, right, we've been doing this forever. We've been doing this, we collectively as, like, a human species have been doing this all the way back to, like, the cusp of written history or civilization, even. All these hunter-gatherer tribes before agriculture became more widespread and, like, people started to, like, settle down in place. Yeah, it was a tough life, you know? Like, you're, you're, you're hiking around through rugged terrain... Uh, hunting animals that will just as likely uh, kill you as you kill them. Mm -hmm. um, like, right, how many human r remains from this time period um, Yeah, have like, oh yeah, this dude like had a gash in his arm. Um, or like, you can see where like some of his like leg bone has like chipped off from like a boar tusk or mm -hmm. um, something like that. So, so yeah. And yet, not all of them were just, like, dropping like flies. Maybe, like, a quarter of them. <laughs> but not all of them. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, as I'm sure along the way, uh, just just because you're also so desperate for anything that's edible, right? It's like, yeah, you're, you're trying different plants and trying different fruits and, and things. And, like, oh, wait a sec. Like, um, my tum-tum kind of hurts. But after I eat this leaf... It doesn't hurt as bad. I should like remember this and like pick a pick a few extra of these leaves and like keep them in my little satchel, so that if ever my tum tum hurts again in the future, or if uh, Og's tum tum hurts, I could give some to him and then, yeah, leave. So so right, it, it's that process of yeah, slowly trial and error, bolstered by just being starved the entire time <laughs> that. That, yeah, like you find these things. Um, and so that's part of it, right? That's like the like 
material, physical, hey, let me eat this thing. Let me mix up this plant and like apply it to the wound in like a poultice. Um, of course, let's just say it. Let's mix this stuff together and like shove it up my butt because I haven't <laughs> pooped in like three weeks. Oh, God. Yeah, or w- whatever it is. So just coming up with these different... Right, so like there is on the one hand, right, the like physical, tangible objects of of what we would call, yeah, like medicine treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also, of course, the psychological or even potentially the spiritual or for us in our wizard's parlance... Uh, Maybe even the magical element of healing Uh, during this, yeah, sort of like pre-civilization, pre-history sort of era. Mark, would you have a guess just what sort of individual that might be who would maybe not only apply like healing arts, but also maybe channel some of the like what we would identify as the supernatural realm? What are those dudes called? I would imagine a priest. A priest or shaman? Shaman, yeah, shaman. Yeah, yeah. shaman. Looking, yeah, I didn't realize you were looking for more metaphysical than. Yeah, I got, I got you, I got you. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's just it, right? So, like the medicine again, using our terms as we described the, the 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 medicine, the doctor of the day. Yeah, would have been the shaman, this individual who would be able to communicate with. And interpret, like, the realm beyond what we immediately perceive in front of us. Yeah, also often would have certain remedies and would have that knowledge of, like, oh, yeah, this tree bark is good for, um, yeah, like a toothache or I don't know, whatever. Um, But then also it's not just administering those treatments. But, yeah, he'll, like, dress up in, like, a deer skin and kind of dance and, like, chant and that also is just as vital. That's like just as important an element. Mm-hmm. We kind of now, we distinguish between illnesses and injuries. Okay. So like, so it, it, it's a difference if, yeah, you like dislocate your shoulder, that's an injury versus yeah, getting like foodborne illness or like an infection or something like that. Which is okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that but, makes sense. But, and, and, and yet that wasn't always the case. Like... Yeah, ancient us didn't quite make that distinction. It's not like, oh, okay, so if, right, you're out hunting and, yeah, you accidentally, like, stab your spear into your, like, foot. Mm-hmm. Or even in just, like, warfare, because that's a thing too, right? Like, um, yeah, uh, uh, Og, Og arm hurt because Breck hit with javelin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. But then if if Og's tum tum hurts, well there's 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 not a javelin sticking out of it unless he did actually get hit in the stomach with a javelin. <laughs> Goddamn Breck. But if, if if there's no javelin there, but there's still that sharp kind of pain, it's like, oh, okay, must be Sky Sky Daddy that threw an invisible javelin. And hit Og in Tum Tum. <laughs> oh, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so for, the, and so that's also kind of where the shaman comes in, right? Because he's like, ah, okay, well, I can, I can say the, you know, I can prescribe you this sort of treatment. I'll have you lay down, 
but then also, yeah, maybe like maybe like burn some sort of like incense, do something like that, have this sort of like chant dance going on. And that's the like psychological element of it, which I guess is also one of my takeaways doing again, just this like surface level dive into all this stuff. Like so much of medicine and treatment and feeling better is psychological. It is the placebo effect. Laughter um, is the best medicine. Yeah, laughter is yeah. the best medicine. And and if you're, yeah, if if you're in a bad like mental state, and you're like going through some shit, and you're feeling down, then yeah, you're physically going to feel worse. And or 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 if you're physically feeling worse, that's also going to like it like it runs both directions, right? And so changing one of those, changing. The sort of, yeah, mental, emotional, psychological aspect of overall health often leads to, like, a better case for, like, feeling physically better. Yeah. And and so that's also where, I guess, kind of the idea of, like, well, is this magic, too, comes in? Which also is a distinction that we sort of modern humans make that ancient humans didn't necessarily it wasn't like oh you and your you and you're praying to apollo whatever this is uh just eat these beans and this will make you feel better it was it wasn't quite that that same distinction interesting yeah and so and, and again because that's like at the very cusp of like civilization well before like written uh recorded history it's kind of hard to say much more beyond just that like yeah shamans definitely want to have a shaman in your like hunter-gatherer troop um Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah you gotta have it yeah right and so so then getting into civilization and recorded history uh yes there are the greeks with hippocrates and and um all these other names that i'll throw out here in a bit um, and then a little bit later on, the other sort of famous or, or I guess best known name um, is a, a, a Galen, who is a Roman, yeah, kind of like phys- what we would call, yeah, like a physician, surgeon, medical doctor, medical theorist guy. Yeah. But even but even before Galen and Hippocrates, um, and you, you'll know this uh, coming off of our uh, True Wizards episode on Herodotus. Uh, uh, Egypt was especially known for its like healers, its uh, advanced state of medical care. Babylon, like I mentioned, there's an entire book about like Babylonian medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even getting out of the Mediterranean, of course, in India, there's a long tradition of like healing arts. In China, same thing. And so, yeah, I think I'm just going to sort of pop around and and give again, like at least like a nod. Because there's so much, there's so, so much that I could, could kind of go into. Right on. Is there any place that you want to start? you want to start with Egypt? you want to start with Babylon? Yeah, start with you... Egypt, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So, because, right, that is one of the oldest, um, yeah, like, civilizations that we have. I think one of the things that Egypt definitely had going that maybe, like, advanced their tech tree a little further, even... <laughs> Even more so than like the Greeks, like two thousand years later, right? 
because um, yeah, Egypt has been around forever. Um, yeah, right. Was of course their understanding of human anatomy and physiology coming out of their practice of mummification. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Right. You keep cutting people open, you're going to learn some shit. Like, yeah, and even if you don't exactly know what all these things do. You can still like you can still piece some of it together. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess kind of famously or infamously, um, yeah, the e- Egyptians just kind of thought the brain was just like a thing. It was just like this really goopy thing that's up in your head. Um, yeah, so they it, didn't like, it have... didn't matter. That's why they took it out, right? Yeah, and well, and it's also because it's encased in this, yeah, like s- sphere of bone. It's very moist and juicy, <laughs> awesome. uh, which is which is bad for trying to dry things out and mummify them. And so, right, right the whole idea, the, the sort of popular idea is they had this sort of metal instrument that they would stick up the deceased's nose um, and kind of like scramble things around up in the brain and then sort of let it all kind of drip out <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just... Yeah, you know it is. It is it's gross. Not, it's whatever. It's I'm not making fun. I'm just saying, like, no, no, but it is. It's also, nasty. yeah, it's also kind of nasty and gross to think about. And we can say that. We 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 say that the internal organs, they had a pretty decent understanding of. Um, so you're right. While they didn't think much of like the brain, uh, the heart, of course, was, I guess the 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 heart of it, it was it was the, the sort of central organ. Um, because, and and I would also imagine too, just sort of that experience of like, oh wow, look at all these kind of veins and um, arteries and stuff that are going all throughout the body, and they just all happen right, and they're like right next to this thing, and as we're um, processing this body for mummification and like removing some of these organs, oh shit, there's like still some residual blood in this system. And we know what blood is because, you know, if we get cut, that, that comes out. That's that's like the thing that gives life. So, so yeah, like the heart was like super, super. It, it was it was already known that like that played a key role with like blood and blood is life. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there was the heart uh, that would be removed and right. And, and not like turned into like a pulp with a brain, but it would be re- removed, um, embalmed separately and kept in these canopic jars. There were four jars, and they were each kind of under the auspice of a specific god. Uh, so Hopi was the baboon-headed god, and his jar had the lungs. Uh, Dao Mutef, the jackal-headed god, had the stomach. Uh, Imetsi had a human head, so good job, Imetsi. Uh, that jar had the <laughs> liver. And then... Uh, Kebesunef, the falcon-headed god, had the intestines. I thought I thought one of these had a heart. Wasn't your heart eaten by the 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 crocodile dog? That's it. So yeah, yes, like so you'd that, go down and they'd weigh it next to a feather, and it had to be lighter than the feather. That's right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was kept in the body. Thank you. That was not removed. That was kept in the body because it was so important. The seat of your consciousness, whatever. But yeah, the stomach, intestines, lungs, and liver. Again, all those juicy bits. They gotta go. Because they're not good for, yeah, trying to 
like yeah be desiccated and preserved um <laughs> they're, they're not good eats. they're not they're not good eats <laughs> they're not good eats um and so it's it, it could be it's debatable how much of that knowledge from the embalmers like was carried over to the sort of priests and healers but I, but I, I would imagine there has to be some kind of exchange, right? Like it's not like, oh, these are like closely guarded. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they were closely guarded secrets. But you compare notes, be like, oh man, you wouldn't believe like the liver I carved out of this dude. It was weird. <laughs> uh, not, <laughs> there was so... no Egyptian hippo. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there were hippos. There was a canopic jar that had a hippo on. No, there was not one with a hippo on it. Um, just through a lot of that, that probably Egypt, yeah, like advanced a little further on the tech tree, or you're sooner down the tech tree for that. Um, yeah. One of the names that comes up a lot talking about with Egypt and uh, medicine and, and health is a priest from sometime in, we think, the late 27th century. So, like, 2600 BCE. Again, like 2000 years. Well, like yeah. 2000 years before classical like Greece, what we call classical Greece. Yeah. Um this priest whose name will probably sound very familiar is Imhotep. Oh yes. The and evil so... bald guy from the Brendan Fraser movie. <laughs> the evil bald guy from the Brendan Fraser movie <laughs> just wanted to bang the pharaoh's wife. Or the um, uh, great engineer who, you know, boosts your uh, wonder production. <laughs> yeah. And so, again, because he was so far back, we don't have anything directly linking him. We don't have, like, his medical book, necessarily. Um, but everyone, all these other sources say that yeah he was like attributed with all these medical um uh manus not not manuscripts they, they'd be papyri but yeah these like medical documents um, okay his his statuses yeah like a physician a healer but yeah we don't have anything we don't have anything from from that time period mm -hmm. um but yeah, he was also apparently too like really good at architecture and engineering, um, and he is credited with the design and construction of the Pyramid of Djoser, which is a step pyramid. Um, so, man, you want to talk about being a being a Renaissance man, um, <laughs> three thousand years before the Renaissance. Um, <laughs> this guy was building pyramids solving solving people's ailments um <laughs> banging the pharaohs why <laughs> he's like ancient egyptian ben franklin he was he was just <laughs> <laughs> banging the so, pharaohs why banging the pharaohs why that's what, that's what he does turning into a mummy um but so so yeah so fighting brendan so, Frazier. Fighting Brendan Fraser, um, all that, all all that good stuff. Um, so so yeah, so he bears mentioning, even though again we don't have like his like treatise on how to yeah right heal a toothache or whatever. 
What we do have, though, from only 1550 BCE, so only, what is that? Yeah, like 3,000 or, yeah, 3,000 years ago, something like that. God. No, 30, oh, 35, 3,500 years. It's some, yeah, someone got, yeah, yeah 3,500 years ago. That's what it is. Uh, we do have the Ebers Papyrus, which is a medical papyrus of herbal knowledge and right, some like basic kind of prescription sort of stuff. The papyrus uh, contains about 700 magical formulas and folk remedies. Oh, wow. Uh, it contains many incantations to turn away disease-causing demons. Um, and there's also... This is so interesting, and it, it's really hard for us to kind of wrap our minds around. Because, again, I, th- I I can already feel some listeners kind of bristling, like, magic? What is this? Is this like the... Is, is this like my aunt uh, trying to sell me her e- essential oil kit because um, I get migraines sometime? Well, one, maybe. And two, I don't know. But if I have a headache and I smell like peppermint oil, I feel better afterwards. So don't judge, man. Don't judge yeah. too much. Um, but yeah, okay. So yeah, like 700 some. Um, and it's... it. it even yeah, goes into such details that like, um, it, it 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 supposes that the heart is the center of the blood supply. Okay. Which again, like that's not we we know now that blood is like made in like bone marrow, but yeah, to like say that the heart is the center of the blood supply, yeah, that's that's pretty goddamn close. You um, got it, gang. Like you're already yeah, there. It, yeah. Yeah, you're you're right there. Um, there's, there's, yeah, sections on depression and dementia. It has, uh, uh, chapters on contraception, diagnosis of pregnancy, and other gynecology. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, there, there, there's even this, uh, there's, there's also even this idea of what we kind of call, quote unquote, the channel theory, which says that, like, unimpeded flow of bodily fluids that's what you need for good health okay which yeah it's pretty goddamn close to like what we know about the cardiovascular system and um yeah like the lymphatic system right like here's this lymph fluid that gets circulated through the body and like helps yeah like fight diseases and stuff so again man pretty goddamn good it's pretty Pretty goddamn goddamn good. good it's yeah uh, and so, so I do. I want to take a little time, maybe run through a, a, a few sort of things here. Um, I, I don't have all seven hundred pulled up, um, but I do. <laughs> there are a few, right? Like a, a few, um, yeah, a few kind of recipes, if you will, a few prescriptions, if, if you will. Um, I'll read a couple, and then Mark, if there's any that you're like dying to know, I can like do a little document search. And see if yeah. see if it yeah, has yeah. anything here. So I guess just um, uh, to to open up with some of the few ones, uh, a lot of them, as you might imagine, deal with like gastrointestinal issues. Either, mm-hmm. yeah, you got an upset stomach, uh, you're constipated, or you have diarrhea, or whatever. Um, so one of the s- simplest, and I love this. Uh, to expel diseases in the belly, 
something is mixed with beer and is drunk by the man. Okay, that makes sense. And, right, here's where the papyrus is a little kind of weird. We're not exactly sure what it says, or we don't know what it's referring to. So, yeah, if you have an upset stomach, just mix different things in with beer and drink it, and it'll probably turn out for the, for the best. <laughs> I mean, can you name me one illness that beer doesn't help fix right now, Josh? Like, True. This is true. You know, you get a cold, you feel shitty, drink a beer. Got, you know, it'll kind of take down the headache a little bit and make you fall asleep. Yeah. Stomach upset, yeah. drink a beer. Carbonation is good for you. Or, hey, you throw up and then you're better. Like, you know? Yeah, right. Oh, break your leg? Okay. Well, and... drink a goddamn beer and realize that it could have been worse. <laughs> could have broken two legs. What are you crying about? Yeah. Right. And so we will also get to that, too, about the various ways to to empty the belly. Because <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> light info about that, too. Um, another remedy for an upset belly is is apparently, um, mix, uh, a little bit of cumin, uh, four parts goose fat. Okay. 20 parts milk. Boil it all together. Strain. (coughs) Bless you. And down it. Actually. Okay. No, that's perfect. What does it say about sneezes? There's gotta be something. (laughs) Yeah. What what are, what are sneezes? Uh, oh no, come on. There's got to be something here. Uh, Allergies? Hay fever? Uh, uh bu- 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 well, that's roundworm. We don't want to get into that. <laughs> uh, no, fuck that. Give me a roundworm. I bet, I bet it's okay. terrible. Give me a roundworm. Okay, so to kill roundworm, um, take a root of a pomegranate. So, pomegranate tree, take the root of that, five parts, mix it with. 10 parts water. Uh, it says remains during the night in the dew. So I'm, I'm assuming that to me, I'm, I'm reading that as like, yeah, just like let, let it sit overnight, uh, strain it and then drink. Okay. So apparently, yeah, pomegranate tree root. Um, you can also take um, the juice of the uh, cassia in same proportions, five parts of that, ten parts water. Let it sit overnight, strain it, and drink. Um, you can also take... Well, no, that's a little... Eh, the it looks like the papyrus is a little corrupt oh. over there, too. Um, but it also mentions to drink beer, which, again, I'm sure would help. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you say that you're a little backed up and you needed okay. some help... We're leaving that. Take 25 parts milk, eight oh, wow. parts, yeah, eight parts sycamore fruit, um, and eight parts honey. Boil those up, strain them, and then take that over four days. And that will help you oh. pass whatever you need to pass. Um, That's a lot of milk. You're goddamn right. It's going to help you pass whatever yeah. you got to pass. Like... <laughs> That is a farty night in the Jones house. You're drinking that much milk. I'm telling you right now, buddy. (laughs) Not to get too crass here, but good Lord. Yeah, no, totally. Um, Here's another way to help cause evacuation, as it's called. Um, And the, again, looks like the papyrus is a little messed up here, but it bears mentioning. uh, take, Take some honey, powder of this thing, powder of this other thing that the papyrus doesn't say 
mix those up and make it into a suppository. Okay. Which, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that could, that could, that could work. That could work. Um, I'm trying to justify know, are, this, and I don't know why I'm trying to justify it. Like, I'm like, well, yeah, because maybe the honey would. I I got. I don't know. I got nothing. Like, yeah, I I think it also depends on just what those what those powders were, but uh... <laughs> X-lax. Take um, this X-lax powder and put it in your honey mix. Yeah, there we go. Oh, thanks, guys. Go. Do you have a yeah, chocolate yeah. bar? No, not yet. Damn it. Damn, man. Um, <laughs> um, are 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 there any off the top of your head that I can I, I can try searching for? I'm not making any promises that they're in the Ebers papyrus, but I can I can see I can see if there's anything. How about like epilepsy? Ooh, see, cause cause that's another one that um, or let's see, or epilepsy, um, or like or is that like faint? tremors? I don't know. Yeah, or like fainting maybe. Let me see if there's anything about. Um, but, 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 well, okay, so paroxysm. I don't know. Ooh, paroxysm would be good. okay. So there is talking about uh, in the anatomical physiological section, kind of talks Ooh. about faintness. Um, that says that uh, yeah, yeah, feeling faint is due to the fact that the heart does not speak or that the vessels of the heart are dumb. That uh, there being no perception of them under the fingers. Um, and it arises through the air which fills them. So I guess it's talking about if you're, yeah, feeling lightheaded or something like that. Yeah, like your heart's not doing its job. It's not it's circulating blood the pressure. Blood. Yeah, yeah. Switch again. Holy shit! Makes, yeah, it makes goddamn sense. What do we figure this thing uh, was three thousand five hundred years old? Like what the fuck? Yeah, right. And it's like that's that's goddamn impressive for not having a stethoscope. <laughs> How about erectile dysfunction? I want to be gross. Okay, no, I think, uh, let's see here. Let's see if there's something about, or I'm trying to like guess like what sort of Victorian euphemism. Manhood. Yeah, the man, oh, there we go. Man. Okay, nothing for manhood. Um, Special purpose. (laughs) I even tried number. Fireman. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to remember. Um. Just just erect, limp. No, okay, nothing nothing for that. Ah, oh, goddammit. Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to come back. Maybe I'll have to come back and see if there's anything um, anything about that. Uh, I was going to say phallus, but I'm like, the word phallus doesn't even exist yet, dumbass. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, actually, okay, what about the... Uh, uh, The uh, genit- what are the genitals? I don't know. There's something about the pudendum, which let me see if I. Um, okay, so uh, as to all dropsical diseases that enter into the left eye and go forth from the pudenda, I'm okay. Getting dropsy, okay. Um, it is due to the breath of the activity of the priest. It is the heart which causes them to enter into his vessels, and it boils and boils in all his flesh. Uh, the heart, something to him through them, 
uh, because it becomes boiling and the vessels of his heart become faint to him thereby. Okay, but but then right, there's, then there's also, again, this idea of like, it's not just the like physical thing, it's not whatever you're administering, but it's also the person administering it and what they're saying, what they're chanting, what they're breathing. Okay. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, okay, yeah, so it, it, it may look like that was not a problem that they encountered often in ancient <laughs> Egypt. Or or if they did, they felt too sheepish to uh, <laughs> record it in in the uh, Ebers papyrus. But but maybe I'll have to do a follow-up and see if I can't find some other. Because there are also um, the uh, Cahoon gynecological papyrus from about eight, 1800 BC. The Edward okay. Smith papyrus from about 1600. The Hearst papyrus... The, uh, the Brooch Papyrus and the London Medical Papyrus. Um, so, right. So, there's all sorts. There's all sorts of, like, writings about, yeah, diseases and anatomy and treatments. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah, damn. Right on. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's uh, again, just the, the briefest, the briefest little stop in ancient egypt and it's yeah truly like phenomenal medicine like by medical knowledge again like four thousand more than four thousand years ago right well yeah <laughs> it's crazy yeah oh actually okay uh so i mentioned imhotep which is true other egyptian uh -huh. that bears mentioning is a guy named uh Ninyas. and again man just like I know we're going to say this uh, uh, like 30 more times th this episode. Um, <laughs> just like how how like old some of these discoveries are or, or like ideas are. Um, Ninius like came up with idea like, okay, so these like diseases or these injuries, whatever we want to, well, not injuries that we know, but, th but these diseases, they fall into two types. There's acquired. We're like, okay, yeah, you eat something bad or like you get a cut and your cut gets infected. There's inquired, but then there's also congenital. Like you're just born with this. You're just born with this. That makes a lot of sense. Like we know the pharaohs were like really fucked up. Right. And and so, you know, maybe that's what kind of prompted that that discovery on his part. But even then, right? It's like the idea of like like well before genetics or any sort of understanding like that. This idea of like not nah, you just got a bad luck of the draw at your birth and so that's why your spine is messed up or your mom saw a snake and it scared her so that's <laughs> why you got snake spine sorry kid <laughs> even if even if it wasn't quite that it's still an idea like nah you just yeah it's not like that you like tripped and like hurt your back this way like nah you're just born with a bad back that was egypt want to move over okay yeah uh, across the Mediterranean to the eastern part here into Babylon. Another long-lived civilization that also has a, yeah, like I think a a medical tradition that is, um, yeah, under under-recognized, I guess, shall we okay. say. I, I mean, you were naming your sources off at the top of this, and you said ancient Babylonian medicine, medicine and the practice, yeah, right? Theory, yeah, Theory and Practice by Markham J. Geller, and it's to that book theory I would like... And, 
practice, oh. and that makes me real uncomfortable because these guys are doing Babylonian shit to each other, and I'm really excited to, for it. Right, and 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 like, and and this book, and as well as like the the ancient medicine book um, by Vivian Nutton, they they both kind of get into this too, like. Far be it for me to, like, not give the Greeks their, like, due credit. Because they did. They came, they, or or they, like, even if there wasn't, like, a Greek miracle where they invented all this stuff, like, aha, empiricism. Because they even didn't really invent empiricism. But they, 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 like, sort of, like, took and borrowed some elements and, like, improved them as well. Um... And so I think a lot of that could also maybe be said with like Babylonian medicine. It, it's not that everything was so tightly like cloistered off. Um, but, um, but, but yeah, so I just want to give, yeah, like a few, uh, a few little uh, uh, excerpts here from um, Markham J. Geller's book, Ancient Babylonian Medicine, Theory and Practice. Um, right on. So, yeah, this does a really good job of also going into the idea of, like, medicine and magic were, like, bound up together. There was not the distinction that we make for these guys. And so it's important to remember that. So, like, if you're seeing this thing, it's like, okay, part of the treatment is applying this and doing that. And then, like, reciting this incantation. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's just as much a part of it. Some of the, again, maybe some of that like psychosomatic, some of that placebo effect type stuff. Um, but it really was magic. Like it was straight up fucking and magic. It was. Sorry, yeah, but like. And it was. So, so. You say the words, you burn the shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, so, so even then, right? Even then. So, so, so here's just a couple. Here's just, just a couple. Um, uh, here's, here's a Babylonian recipe for disease of the kidneys. So maybe a little later on in life when you've drunk a little too deep from your wizard's right tons, just like keep this in mind. So here's okay. the Babylonian uh, recipe for that. Um, if a man has pain in his kidneys and his groin constantly hurts him and his urine is white like donkey urine and later on his urine shows blood, that man suffers from quote-unquote discharge, uh, musu disease uh and so the treatment is you boil two shekels of myrrh two shekels of buluhu resin and two sila measurements of vinegar together in a jug cool it and mix it in equal measures in pressed oil you pour half into his urethra via a copper tube oh. Oh, okay half mix oh. <laughs> yeah half mix in premium beer you leave out overnight, and he drinks it on an empty stomach, and he will get better. Uh, yeah. There's a part of me that wonders. Because it, sound, it sounds like kidney stones. It sounds like he's got kidney stones. It does kind of. And sound like, like you hit it with stone. you hit it with vinegar, and like that's well, a pretty like solid oil. like home remedy for kidney stones. Is you drink apple cider vinegar, and it gets rid of them. Like right, and also maybe like some of the so some of the oil might help that get lubricated so so this will pass um he may want to drink the beer i, I mean i would kind of imagine you want to drink the beer beforehand um so that way oh, you yeah. be like a little numb before you get this catheter 
But shit, <sighs> Mark, this is these guys are like having catheters. They have catheters. Like I was just about to say, yeah, they've got goddamn catheters. Like that's insane. Yeah, like and you don't think about that shit. It's like yeah. Josh, this is fucking Babylon. This yeah, is this I Babylon. I cut him and his whole family's head off and made a steely about it, and then I blanketed my bed with the skins of all of his wives, Babylon. Like, yeah. Holy shit, dude. And like have the sophistication to make a copper tube that I'm sure wasn't is especially pleasant, but was still like fit to task for like administering this treatment, you know? Like, I got to imagine it was not pleasant. No, but I imagine it was real, real refined for its purpose. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah, you're not just like, I don't, but, but okay. So yeah. So because to get to this point, catheter, you yeah. need to get to this point. Like there was trial and error for, okay, how big do we make this copper tube before Jerry Loses right. his goddamn mind. Okay, here we go. Like, right. Right, 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 just that, just that in and of itself. Like, fucking a. That is, that is crippling. That is. I'm sorry. I don't know why catheters are crippling, but wow. Which and and so and so like I mentioned before, like surgery wasn't really quite a thing, because right there wasn't really like any form of anesthesia besides again like getting really drunk. But then, like, your blood is really thin, because that's what alcohol does, and so you bleed out. Or maybe, like, kind of opium, or maybe, like, the Scythians, you find the, like, <laughs> cannabis and hot box, and yeah. then you try to, like, cut, cut the dude open. Um, but there's still medical interventions, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, there's a goddamn catheter. Um, here's, here's another one. Um, this is okay. a Babylonian recipe for disease of the anus. Okay. So, if a man has intestinal colic and he constantly scratches himself, I'm meaning like he's got itchy butthole. Um, he's got hemorrhoids, yeah. Yeah, he retains wind in his anus. Food and fluids are regurgitated and he suffers from constipation of the rectum. Its redness is raised and troubles him without giving him relief. Oh. So, yeah, kind of sounds like hemorrhoids. Um, you, yeah. You you desiccate a lion skin and mix it with lion fat. You dry it a second time, crush it and mix it in cedar oil, make a pessary, and insert it into his anus. So another okay. suppository. Um, and so so lion hide, lion fat. Yeah. Which how. Goddamn cool is it that lion fat is... Man, I would love to go to my pharmacy and be like, yeah, I have a prescription for some lion fat. Could you fill this for me? <laughs> How badass would that be? I also, 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 I'm just going to say this. I'm pretty... It sounds like uh, Babylon had single-payer health care <laughs> and they weren't ruled by the goddamn pharmaceutical corporations because oh my god i imagine the like production of lion fat and the attaining therein is fucking impossible yeah uh yeah like uh, for your fucking hemorrhoids i lost three guys no i need more than two talents a week god damn it like yeah w w without the bureaucracy of the fda and like quality control and in your ingredients yeah you could just man I'm, I'm sure you could go down to your local corner store and get all the lion fat and lion hides that, that you could ever want 
You know what else cures roundworm, Josh? Hmm. Ivermectin. Checkmate conspiracy theorists. Yeah, right. No, that's just it. And like... <laughs> okay, so... There's there's another really good point here that, um, that uh, uh, Geller makes. And it's shortly after this. Um, a- after those two recipes. Which I know he picked them for their kind of ludicrousness or whatever. Uh, but Geller writes, and this is still in the introduction, medicine today is technological and scientific, often making it difficult to cast our minds back to earlier ages when medicine was less, was less understood and less successful. But then he says, actually, okay. we, we need not go back very far in time since any physician trained in medicine before the discovery of penicillin would attest to how relatively unsophisticated medicine still was even by the middle of the 20th century. So here we are. We're talking about like all these things that were happening, yeah, 4,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago. Yeah. But it was just within, yeah, like our grandparents' lifetimes, Mark, that penicillin was like, holy shit, look at this. This is amazing. You know? Yeah. And yeah. And so, yeah, far be it from us. I mean, us. Louis, pa- Louis Pasteur, Josh. Yeah, Louis fucking Pasteur. Imagine foot and, or hoof, hoof disease, a thing of the past. Hoof and mouth disease, hoof a thing of the disease, past. A thing of the past. Never so, mind that shit. Here yeah. comes the Spanish influenza. <laughs> comes here. Never mind that shit. Here comes the Babylons. <laughs> here comes the Babylonians. Uh, so, so here's, again, this like is a perfect little anecdote here that Geller sh- shares. So this is a physician. This is a modern physician writing in 1988. I was one year old. Okay. The year I was born. The year you were born, 1988. Here's what okay. this physician writes as Geller quotes him. Quote, I graduated from medical school in 1938. So this guy's been practicing medicine for 50 years when he's writing this. Okay. Even in those days, medicine was more a priesthood than a science. A favorite examination question was, if you are lost on a desert island with only six drugs, which drugs would suffice for good medical practice? Here's, here's the six must-have medicines back in, yeah, like the 30s and 40s. Um, ar- arsenicals for syphilis. You got to treat syphilis on a desert island. <laughs> Quinine for malaria, insulin for diabetes, uh, oh, good one. liver for per- pernicious anemia. Got to pump up that iron. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Digitalis for the heart and morphine for pain. What isn't digitalis uh, nitrous oxide? Uh, not oxide, isn't it? Not isn't uh, not. Oh, uh, what is it? Josh? Uh, nitroglycerin, isn't that nitroglycerin? Digitalis is a genus of about 20 species of herbaceous perennial plants. Is it just like an herb? Fuck thing? me. Never mind. I swore to God that Jesus. was like street name, like street slang for uh, nitroglycerin. Oh, okay. Um, in like the 1800s, but like okay, so it was in snake oil. Oh, well, here we go. The The use of digitalis purpurea extract contains cardiac glycosides for the treatment of heart conditions. There you go, glycosides. Yeah, glycosides. Okay, so yeah, okay, so there you go. Boom. Um. Okay. So so right. Even Mark, that was like less than a hundred years ago for us. But that <laughs> seems like oh, those. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, uh, blend up 
lion hide and lion fat and shove it up your butt, you know? Like... <laughs> but, you know, my snarky ass, too, when you're talking about quinine, I was like, fuck, I should have said gin and tonics. Or gin and tonics drugs? Yeah. Like, Right. Yeah, that could be. That could be. And as far as that goes, I should have said, like, coffee. Because, you know... Yeah, true. It's a diuretic. Yeah, it's, it's a diuretic. Like, I mean, anything can be... Without making that joke, the best part of waking up is, you know, taking a monster dump after your first cup of coffee. Like, that's... <laughs> Yeah, That's right. it, you know? Yeah. You're backed up. Just drink some more coffee. And so, and, and so, yeah, Geller is making this point. Like, okay, so, yeah, medicine has come a long way in the 20th century and riding into the 21st. I think he wrote this book in 2008. And then even then he says, like, yeah, but we still don't have all the answers to all medical questions. And in some significant areas, quote, in some significant areas, we are hardly better informed about human behavior and medical practice than were ancient and medieval practitioners. And then he specifically okay. points to like diet. Because, right, like, God, how much of a thing oh, is yeah. that? You know, like we still, and yeah, there's still all sorts of like column fad diets. You know, there, there was like, do we eat carbs? Do we not eat carbs? Do we eat good carbs, but not bad carbs? What are bad carbs? What are good carbs? Do we eat fat? Do we eat egg yolks? Do we not eat egg yolks? Do we only eat egg yolks? Um, do yeah, you, fucking eggs, like right, and so <laughs> raw juice versus not raw juice, and then come to find out they're both bad for you. Like, yeah, and so it, and so it is. It's it, it's it, it's not that we're completely shooting in the dark, but we're shooting now. We're like shooting in like maybe like candlelight. That's or like you know it, yeah. yeah, just like the tiniest, the tiniest little bit more. Um, but um, but but yeah, and so. So it's just incredible, right? And I really don't want to discount that we may be thinking like, oh, well, we have fMRI machines and we have like robot assisted surgery where the doctor like, yeah, controls a little robot that's taking your uh, appendix out or doing a quadruple bypass. (laughs) Okay, great. Talked about some of the Egyptian medical texts. Well, there is also... The Materia Medica of Babylon, which, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's Latin, but that kind of generally means like, yeah, like m- medical treatises, medical things, medical supplies, whatever. Um, and so, yeah. That is the- my favorite part of this project is like, yeah. you will rattle off sources and it'll be like, this is the Oxyrhynchus papyri number 117. This is the so-and-so papyri. This is the Smith papyri. Like, it's just, that's my favorite so bit of this is like, when yeah, the man. naming just goes off the goddamn rails. Yeah, in in another slightly adjacent but not quite parallel life, I could have been a papyrologist. That's so stinking cool. <laughs> I could have done that. I think there's still time, sir. Like... Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, okay, and so... <laughs> And so this is uh, uh, this is Geller going into some of these medical recipes, uh, but he's saying like it's amazing to like see the number of, again, sort of like recipes that still kind of like make sense, right? Like um, if you have like gastrointestinal issues, a lot of those have like oil. They're like oil based. Um, okay. If it's like something with your eyes, that's that's again like like a like a poultice type thing. It's something you kind of crush up and like put up in a bag and then you place that on your eyes. Um, styes. Styes in your eye. I feel like that's a very old world disease that we still get to this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, literally it's put a fucking tea bag on it. Like, I get 
not not often, but I get canker sores. And son of a bitch, do yeah. they hurt? Yeah. And so I found this, uh, not sadly not going through papyri, but it's like, okay, so like make a cup of tea, drink your tea, and then take the like used tea bag and like set that on your canker sore and just like hold it there for, yeah, like two or three minutes. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like after that two or three minutes, it feels so much better. Yeah, I... I don't know. Tea's magical or magical, medicinal. Yes, both are correct. Yeah, yes, and both. Yeah, yeah, yes, and yes, and tea is magical. Yes, and yes, and, and. yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. So, and, and again, I would highly recommend uh, ancient Babylonian medicine theory and practice. You yourself, listeners, don't take our advice. We're not. We're just wizards. But if you want to learn more about this and like look up some of these more recipes, check it out. Um, super, super cool. Um, okay. Also, just going through quickly. Because, oh boy, like each of these could be its own separate episode. <laughs> uh, but also uh, want to tip the hat to uh, uh, the Indian medical tradition, the Ayurveda, which is, again, like an entire system. It's an entire system of like like health and... Um, uh, uh, medicine and uh, uh, prevention it's its long and complex and like much of Indian <laughs> literature and I love it yeah um, thorough it's thorough it's very very thorough it's very very thorough uh, so yeah it includes herbal medicines diets meditation yoga massage laxatives enemas of course um, and yeah it's just it's it's just amazing. It's just so much of our, so much of our shit is just up our ass. It really like, is. That's like the through line of human history is we've yeah. all through, as long as mankind has been mankind, as long as homo has been homo, dare I say, <laughs> we have been up our own asses. Truly. And it's like, I'm shitting too much. I'm not shitting too enough. My shit hurts. Let's, let's put something up there and maybe that'll fix it. <laughs> let's put, Something up there. But, you know, there's, like... Uh, John J. Kellogg was a big fan of, like, fucking cornflakes enemas. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the And whole... he makes all your breakfast cereals, gang. Yeah, right. Just up our asses. We're just up our ass. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yeah, break no. kayfabe. I'm just... No. Shockingly, I'm shocked at our propensity for our own asses. Okay. I'm done. Thank it's you. A, uh, yeah, it's... It, it is. And, like, that is a an aspect of health that should not be neglected. You know, like I'm not looking forward to having my first colonoscopy, but I'm, it's going to be sooner rather than later. It's I'm, I'm, I am closer to that now than I would be, you know, when I was a little (laughs) kid and made out of like rubber and dynamite. (laughs) Or were you? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, are we just rever- are we just like reverse engineering for diseases? Like, you can't kill them when they're babies. That shit's too tough. But like, as you get older, sickness and illness befalls you much easier. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. I basic remember training for like illness. Yeah. No, I I I was of course because this is where my mind has been. Yeah, like this last week and some change. Um, yeah, I like distinctly remember like as a kid, like. 
it seemed like once a year, I'd always like get a stomach bug and like throw up. Um, right. Always. Yeah. I get like some other sort of like head cold or whatever at school. Um, never broke a bone. Um, never did anything like too like, yeah, didn't get like too banged up. Uh, but yeah, just like little cuts and bruises and things like that. And like, yeah, it'd be like, ah, I'm sick and I'm throwing up and this sucks. But then, yeah, like the next day, good as, good as gold, you know? Um, yeah. Versus now in my mid thirties, like I, I, I like step weird (laughs) (laughs) and the rest of my week is ruined. (laughs) Yeah. I'm learning that now sitting eight hours a day and I'm just like, you need to get up and walk around dog. Like, cause now like when I pop my back, the back pops hurt. It's like a relief. Now it's like, Oh, Oh no. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Gonna sit back down. Like, yeah. And it is. And uh, it's like, yeah, it's, and it is, it's like, I have to tell myself, Oh yeah, Josh, drink water. Your body needs that shit. Um, (laughs) Your body needs water, so drink that shit. Yeah. Um, and so I, I or, or or like, uh, yeah, yeah. I've been I've, I've I've been getting out and like working out again, and I've built up. Yeah, like I'm, I'm 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 I think I'm mostly back in shape. Where yeah, I'll go this do this like hour or so um, high intensity interval training workout, and like maybe if like we we work a different muscle group, maybe that'll be sore for like the next couple of days, but like, I'm not again, like I'm a, I'm, I'm a like generally healthy guy, but just it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Like you're like, I sneeze too hard and like, I pull a neck muscle. <laughs> yeah. But then like, I don't know. My boss told me this story once and my boss was like 30 years older than me. This is my old boss at city market. Mm-hmm. And he told me a story once, like he got thrown off his horse and somehow like, dislocated a foot like Mm. it wasn't just the big toe it was like most of his foot was just it was just dislocated nothing was broken yeah and so like he got back on the horse he rode back into like the eight mile range or whatever because he was out hunting um went home and showered looked at his foot and said well that's fucked up and got to the hospital like four hours later and the doctor's like do you need to be put under for this because it's gonna be bad and he's like nah i'm good (laughs) And he just relocated every single part of that man's foot. And he said it was the worst thing he ever experienced, but then he went home and drank. He drove home and drank a beer and fell asleep, and that's how he fucking <laughs> dealt with it. Like, I am a softer man. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, reverse boomer here, but I am a softer man than my forebearers were. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, well, right. And, and I think, no, I 100% agree. Because there is sure like that idea, I think, especially here in the U S where it's like, no, like I want my kids to have like a better life, maybe not necessarily an easier life, but it often turns out that way. And yeah, like I look at my dad who like, yeah, like same thing, like either like some of his like hunting stories where he, he like, yeah, twists an ankle, um, like two thirds up a mountain hunting elk. He's like, well, the walk back to the truck is going to suck, but he fucking does it. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm sure like in that situation, you know, like I wouldn't just like curl up into a ball and like cry myself to death. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I will be the first to admit that I am not from as sturdy stock, even though that's who I come from. It's like, yeah, my dad would like, 
<laughs> my stock day? right now is like less sturdy than it was i'd say six years ago like right and <laughs> and part of that too is is yeah just like getting older uh and yeah not being able to spring back the, the same way but um but okay, so so I only guess... thing I'm getting better at is drinking. Like that's the only thing yeah. I'm getting stronger at doing. <laughs> so again, like that's a whole maybe something. Maybe that's something we can cycle back to, like for a whole other episode. The the Ayurveda, um, and just yeah, just how phenomenal that is. Uh, and then yeah. also kind of hand in hand with that, another quick tip of the hat: um, finger guns, pew pew, uh, to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, traditional Chinese medicine because um, right just so much it, it, it is it's not like it's 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 not quite like not like convergence theory where like everybody's like coming up with the same ideas at the same time but there's a whole wealth right. of, but there's a whole wealth of information like there's all the stuff going on in the Mediterranean there's stuff going on in India in China and I'm sure in the uh, in in Africa, like, like they had their tradition as well. I'm sure in the uh, Americas, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we could dive into as well. But at least like just sort of quick kind of run through. Um, some of the like kind of key uh, uh, treatises, documents, books that get into, yeah, like Chinese medicine and healing. Uh, one of them is the Shennong Ben Kao Jing, uh, also known as Shennong's Herbal Classics. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And so this has, uh, yeah, th- th- this was we think like an oral tradition, right? Just like kind of passed word of mouth, taught from master to student, who becomes a master who takes on new students. Uh, but but we think this was written down sometime between either 200 BCE and 200 CE, that sort of 400 year range. Um, okay. And this has the original doesn't exist anymore, sadly. Um, but what we do kind of know is, is it, uh, was, was written in three volumes, uh, and had like 360 or so, um, yeah, like medications and recipes and, and descriptions and things like that. Um, and so the first volume, uh, included 120 drugs that were harmless and or even beneficial to humans. Uh, okay. Which included things like Lingzi, ginseng, jujube, the orange, um, Chinese cinnamon, the uh, aucomia bark, cannabis, of course. Um, 420 blaze it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and licorice root. And so these oh, are... Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. God damn it, licorice root is... Like, all those ring bells, but licorice root too, yeah. Which, again, right? Like, how many... Yeah, like, ginseng is still super popular, especially for, like, arthritis and stuff, right? Um, yeah. Orange prevents scurvy, vitamin C. Um, <laughs> and, yes. Yeah. And so these are the noble uh, uh, herbs. These, these first... Well, well, the next volume has 120 that treat illness that treats sick people but can have some sort of negative side effects have some toxic properties um this includes ginger and okay hilariously cucumber <laughs> interesting okay i mean i don't know 
I don't I don't know what's so bad about cucumber, but you know. Well, you know, you're probably sticking it up your ass. So. That's okay. That's it. Yeah, too many people putting <laughs> putting cucumbers up their ass. This is. I'm sorry. That this is not I'm a suppository. I just that's the worst I can think to do with the cucumbers. <laughs> Put up my ass, up yeah. That ass, ruined yeah. my that ruined my day. Like, yeah, yeah you're not going to be constipated, but you're not going to walk straight for a couple of days. Okay, cool, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and so these are the common or middle uh, herbs. These okay. Next, next one, and then the last volume are again about 120, 125 that are substances which have a strong or violent action on physiological functions and are often poisonous. And these okay. and these are said to include include a uh, rhubarb <laughs> which okay. can yeah be potentially toxic. Um, I have heard it is lightly toxic, yeah. Yeah, the leaves specifically. The like stem itself is yeah, you like boil it with the stock. But yeah, like yeah, oh yeah, that that is poison that can be poison um and then also different pitted fruits and peaches have strong <laughs> physiological effects fuck peaches and are often poisonous <laughs> which and i don't know if they're like getting after maybe like the pit having like arsenic in it i don't know if that's what it was um because yeah like i i know a lot of yeah like seeds and like uh, pits of like fruit uh, can have arsenic in it. Well, yeah, because what like peaches or st- or stone fruits are um, arsenic. Mm-hmm. Apples are cyanide, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like apple seeds, right? Grapefruit interfere with your um, bipolar medications, right? Yeah, well, and, and and that's it too. No, like how many prescriptions or, or, or like when you? I, this isn't the case for me. I don't know if it's it's the case for you, but no, like. How many times have you seen like, oh, wait, I can't take this medicine or when I'm taking this medicine, I'm not supposed to have grapefruit. Because, yeah, you have a yeah. fucking, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a thing. So, which again. And then I kind of wanted to like eat grapefruit to see what the fuck would happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's just amazing that, right, again, uh, 2,000 years give or take a couple hundred here's some documents that are saying like yeah rhubarbs can fuck you up um <laughs> cucumber is okay just don't shove it up your ass <laughs> ginseng a-okay go for it have, have, have all the ginseng ginseng Gin- you stuff that up your yeah ass. as much as much as you can <laughs> why do you think it's shaped like that yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly. The Ray Comfort School of Medicine. Um, <laughs> um, the other checkmate evolutionist. Uh, yeah, checkmate. Um, <laughs> uh, the other one that bears mentioning uh, from Chinese medicine is the uh, Wuxier Bing Fang, aka the Recipes for Fifty Two Ailments, which um, was oh, okay. was only discovered in the seventies. 1973 wow. is when they discovered this. Um, wow. Okay. And and the text itself dates back to, again, like 215 BCE, so 2,200 years ago. 
but but that was just the like copy that we found that that yeah it the the original source material could have been even older um god damn yeah. okay yeah and so it has more than 250 um uh exoristic meaning like again like hey i'm gonna like chant this thing to get rid of these evil spirits um and or drug-based cures for things like warts hemorrhoids and even snake bites um wow. <laughs> it also talks about and recommends in certain cases uh lancing it's so like you have a boil or something that's like filled with junk well you just pop that bad boy and like let it drain out um mm -hmm. it talks about cauterizing um oh fuck so yeah man it's just goddamn super super goddamn cool yeah so but you know too, like you know it mm -hmm. Man, you're really kind of turning me here because you're like, oh, well, do we know any more today than we did back then? It's like, shit, do we? Like, right. Yeah, you can do or, an EKG. Yeah, you can do an MRI. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Does it tell us stuff? I'm sure it does. Like, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Certainly. I'm sure that it does. Mm -hmm. But, like, well, and I kind of wonder if, like, I could have had an appendectomy back then and still lived. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I think. More than anything with medicine, it's the idea of, of like, we can only see so far now because we're standing on the shoulders of giants, you know? Like, it took, yeah, like 2,000 years or 3,000 or 4,000 years of, like, not exactly empiricism. Like, okay, well, let's test this thing and let's t test this thing and, like, let's do, like, control groups. But just observation and like, oh, okay, here's, yeah. Uh, yeah, this thing seems like really swollen and it hurts. So let's poke it with something sharp. And oh, look at all this like junk that's running out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then the next day it feels better. Um, <laughs> so, so And it, now today there's still like our popping and Dr. Oh Pimple Popper. And we're right. the same fucking as we always have been. Right. <laughs> right. And it is. And so, yeah, we wouldn't have, yeah, like an EKG or like being able to do CAT scans without, yeah, without these Egyptians mummifying people and like going in and like, oh, look at all this. Yeah, like viscera inside and how it all kind of seems connected. And well, the heart seems really important. So let's actually leave that bad boy where it is. And okay, sure, like, swing and a miss on the brain. But then again, yeah, like, but... yeah, but, yeah, you can't, yeah, you, you know? So, 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 yeah, it is. It's just, it's just amazing. And it does. It gives me an appreciation for, like, where we are now. But even then, even, like, we're in, yeah, we're in, like, a dimly lit room that maybe has, like, three candles in it instead of just one. <laughs> Yeah. But goddamn, it's nice to have those three candles. Maybe we'll have to do follow-up episodes on, like, Indian medicine. Maybe we we'll have to do more follow-up episodes on, like, Chinese medicine. Because uh, even though, right, though, right, like, those, those texts that I just talked about, they don't mention, like, acupuncture. Uh, oh, really? Curiously enough. Yeah, so, so that's a whole other thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so right, we, we, we may have to come back to that. But, uh, okay, so here it is. 
saving in true, yeah, like uh, hook the audience in with like, oh yeah, well, Hippocratic Oath and uh, Galen, we're finally coming around to these guys. <laughs> At the very end of the episode, we made you sit and wait through everything. Um, so yes, Hippocrates of uh, Kos, Kos, um, this this kind of island thing again in like sort of classical era Greece, who we in the sort of West kind of automatically think of with ancient medicine. Um, yeah, he's he's probably the best known, but he wasn't the first. He was not the first. Okay, he, he even had his own kind of sort of predecessors or others that he was talking about. And for that, we are going to go to our boy Pythagoras and the Pythagoreans. Pythagoras! Not only triangles and music, but also super weird health takes. Oh. Or at least... Oh, fuck, Josh. What? God damn it. Pythagoras is just Imhotep 2.0 light. No, fucking no, triangles no, in medicine. God no, damn no, it. No, no, he is. No, I'm, so I'm not. <laughs> so he's also, yeah, he's also a great artist, I guess. <laughs> God damn do it. He'll break into a blistering cover of James Taylor on his lyre. <laughs> Perfectly tuned. Listeners, I learned on a guitar. I'm playing it right now. Do you hear it? <laughs> And so Pythagoras, uh, uh, born, yeah, sometime around 570 BCE uh, on Samos, went across the Mediterranean, influenced later thinkers like Plato and Aristotle. We don't, and so we, we don't have any of his writing. We don't have anything of his like written down. But again, it's like people talking about him or like remembering about him is where we get some of this stuff. It, again, just, just. All the things that he would get fired up about. Um, yeah, like music and triangles and geometry and numbers. Way into numerology, uh, astronomy, all, all, all that stuff. All that stuff. Um, and so, but for our purposes now, um, we are going to an account of Pythagoras as presented in Ovid's Metamorphoses where Pythagoras is apparently telling his followers, the Pythagoreans, to become vegetarians. Eat vegetables. Don't eat meat. Because okay. eating yeah, because eating meat uh yeah leads to like all sorts of uh, uh yeah like unseemly behavior. Um Okay. Interesting. And, and among other things, right so not just like diet, but he was also advocate. Yeah, not just vegetarianism, but other, advocating other kind of life kind of things. He he said uh, he 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 wanted his followers not to bake bread. Um, don't put your left shoe on before your right shoe. Okay. Uh, okay. Important. Yeah. Don't. But you know what? Generally, I'm a right shoe first kind of guy. I don't know about you, but okay. Yeah. And I'm pretty healthy, so there you go. Yeah, there it is. Um, it says don't wear white clothes or wool. Good uh, note, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Good note, anyway. And uh, to be celibate. 
Ooh. Yeah. So that's a little. He was an OFAP. Yeah. So no. So yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, one of the original sort of like no fap. Uh, no. No nut. Father. November. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of nuts or beans, rather in this case, so <laughs> Pythagoras, yes, he did advocate for vegetarianism, except for one. There was one type of vegetable, or specifically a legume, that he did not want to eat. And said nobody okay. should eat. And that was the fava bean. Really? Because apparently some of his other, yeah, like no fap clarity, turning into a wizard, <laughs> um, really got him thinking about the transmigration of souls. Like there's a fava. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like every soul is immortal, sort of a reincarnation sort of thing. There's a finite number. And they and the souls transfer into like a new human being, a new animal, something like that. And maybe that's why he didn't want to eat meat because he didn't want to like end up eating like a grandparent or like an ancestor that was in this like okay. sheep okay. Or, or goat. Um, and so to test, to, to sort of like go about this idea of like the transmigration of the souls, uh, Pythagoras apparently took some beans and buried them waited for them to grow for a few weeks for some time and apparently when when he when he found the beans again he, he dug them back up and to his eye they looked like fetuses okay and so it said like ah these are souls like migrating into these fava beans <laughs> okay so if it's bad for me to eat a cow because it might have a soul in it these beans also probably have souls in it, and so yeah, we can't, we can't do it. <laughs> right, I am looking up fava beans right now, and you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say that's a negative on the uh, fetus quality. Well, or maybe if it's like kind of dried up a bit, or um, I, I, I don't okay, know. Okay, okay, we'll do we'll do dried fava beans. We'll, maybe. we'll see. Maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> I know what's going on our Instagram yeah. page. <laughs> um, also, Aristotle, writing about Pythagoras, said that um, maybe maybe Pythagoras also didn't like the fava beans, quote, either because they have the shape of testicles. <laughs> um, okay. Or... Because they resemble the gates of hell, for they alone have no hinges, or again because they spoil, or because they resemble the nature of the universe, or because of oligarchy, for they're used for drawing lots. Who knows? He just didn't like fava beans. Maybe he just maybe he just didn't like them. Maybe he didn't like the taste. <laughs> I sent you a picture of dried fava beans. Let me know what you think, buddy. Okay, okay here we go. Let's let's see here. Let's see if there's any merit to this. <laughs> I mean, depending, yeah. Maybe if they were all also flattened testicles, yeah, probably. <laughs> if we're real high, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, okay. So there was there was another one, uh, Pythagoras, uh, and then there, there's this whole other group of philosophers that we sometimes call, and perhaps not entirely accurately, uh, we call them the the pre-Socratic philosophers because a lot of them were doing their thing before socrates although some of them were doing their thing at the same time as socrates okay um and so it's 
some of these individuals where we get the idea of the four elements. Um, one in particular is a guy named uh, Empedocles, and he argues that, yeah, there's, there's like the four elements. And it's when all four elements are uh, in balance, that's when there's harmony. And the okay. and the chief example, the best example of all four elements being in harmony, according to Empedocles, is human blood. Blood has so if your blood is good, then your ba- your elements are balanced. Well, well, just 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 even within blood itself, blood has the perfect composition of fire, air. Blood earth, is the avatar. I got you. Blood is the avatar. Blood is the avatar. Um, uh, bone, almost pretty close, except it's missing air. Lots of fire, lots okay, of okay. water, lots of, lots of earth, um, but no air. Um, and so, and so, and so, and so, right. And so he kind of goes through and talks about that. And then, and so it's in, in Pedocles writing, and that's where Hippocrates kind of steps in and he's like, aha. Okay. Just as there are four elements here are the four humors, and that's where we get into like humorism and like the like theory of, of humors, where it's like blood, phlegm, yellow bile, black bile, those yeah. those those juices in our body, because that's what humor humor comes from a Greek word for like juice. Humus. Oh, don't tell me that. Yeah. Don't tell me. Yeah, that. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. No, I had to. come on. I had to. I I can't enjoy my full day of vitamin C with my. <laughs> Oh, my orange humor. Oh, I hate that so much. Yeah. Oh, and it, it's I, I like extra pulp, too, when it makes it yeah. worse. Oh. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's so fan. I know, I know, I know. Um, and, and, so, and so it is. <laughs> and so it's Hippocrates who, like, is, like, really turning to medicine. And, like, th- this is one of the big turns, or at least one of the big turns that is attributed to him is rather than treating just the symptoms of disease, hey, my butthole's itchy, so here's honey on it, he started to be like, yeah, but why Why is your butthole itchy? <laughs> but why but is your why? What's the, what is the... Because you keep putting all this honey on it, the bees yeah. are biting at it. Come on now. Holy shit, yeah, right. And so... Stop and sunbathing so, nude. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> and, and, and so, right. And so... To the extent that that's accurate, again, I'm sure we could get into that. But but no, but but he's like, okay, yeah, but why? Why is it? Why is this thing happening? Okay. And can we treat the source of these symptoms or the cause of these sy- symptoms instead of just the therapeutic symptoms itself? Um. So and of course, yes, also known for. Um, coming up with this idea of the Hippocratic Oath that uh, physicians still recite and swear to uphold today. Um, first, first do no harm, etc., etc. Uh, and yeah, it's just it, it's it's so hard, man. It's so hard to like. <laughs> Just like really nail this down, because so well. And no, you're. I I like it though, because it is broad. Like right. Well, and you you were also talking about um um just unified through the butthole. Like that's yeah. about it. Like it's real broad <laughs> until we narrow down to a singular point. If the butthole has an excess of fire, 
That means you ate too much Taco Bell. <laughs> if the butthole has an excess of wind, too much Taco too Bell. Too much Taco Bell. If the butthole has too much has an excess of water, too much Taco Bell. That's too much. <laughs> too much Earth. Oh, too much Earth. You doubled down on Mexican pizzas, didn't you, boss? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So never mind. Like. Never mind humorism, never mind miasma theory of disease. Here on Two Wizards Podcast, listeners, we have come together and we are we are offering the Taco Bell theory of disease. <laughs> yeah, it's the fast food fucking theory of disease. Okay, so yeah. like... All um, illnesses. If I feel like I have sinned against God in whatever capacity I hold God, I will go eat Arby's to cleanse myself ritualistically. <laughs> Because the horsey and Arby sauce is a deadly combination. And, like, you throw that on your, like, four pounds, or, like, you know, three quarter pounds of what what at one point might have been meat, roast beef, and, yeah, God will punish you. And then you finish that with the sacrament of the curly fries, followed by the drinking of God's blood, Mountain Dew. And that's it. And then, like, yeah, you will atone for your sins. So, yeah, like... <laughs> That's the broad scope of it. You know, Taco Bell might hit all four humors, but then, like, Arby's hits all the gods. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This is so great. Oh, now, how God. do I put an Arby's sandwich in my butthole, Josh? <laughs> Tell me. Well, that's how, because Dig Bar Gay Raps, Chicken and Dickin. There we go. It's KFC. <laughs> yeah. We hit it. Yeah, there it is. Okay, so, okay, so... The, so... Big Bar, we love you. Yeah. Also, by the way, yes, huge shout out. <laughs> um, okay, so about the same time, and also bears mentioning okay. uh, with Hi Hippocrates is so so while he was doing his thing, and again, like is credited with a lot of advancements and revolutions. One of this, I just found this out. So one of the other TAs in this classical lit course that I'm uh, helping with. She's not even necessarily like classical literature, but she's looking at, she is doing classical medicine. That's what she's writing about. And it's super stinking cool. And I was picking her brain about this episode a little bit. And she said, well, Josh, you, you, you have to talk about Hippocrates' ladder. I was like, I've never heard that before. What is that? Have, 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 have you heard of that, Mark? Hippocrates' ladder. No, I don't think ladder. so. So story goes... You were suffering a bad back, maybe had a little case of what we would call scoliosis today. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and again, like all of the sources on this are still kind of tenuous and you got to, you know, got to take things with a grain of salt. But apparently what, what one of the treatments would be, you get like kind of strung up on a ladder and they just kind of like shake you back and forth. <laughs> and that was supposed to kind of straighten, realign your spinal column. <laughs> well, if you, uh, man, like. Which again? Inversion tables. Inversion like, tables is the are lightest, like, Yeah. Or that, or like. Man, you've seen those fucking terrible videos of like, they put that thing around your head. And right. just like, the guy just like rips it back. And I'm like. What sane society allows yeah, this? Like exactly, and yeah. so so yeah, you can find if if you go into your web browser of choice and you search for Hippocrates' ladder, and go to the images. I'm looking at one right now. 
and I'm sure this is the one, there's this lovely arch and what appear to be two Corinthian columns. Uh, there are three naked dudes, because of course, ancient Greek. Oh, yeah. Um, one of them is bound up with ropes, suspended upside down, um, with like a rope tied around his ankles. And then the two other naked dudes on either side are using some sort of pulley system <laughs> to lift this dude up and down on the fucking <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is bad. I looked it up. Oh, my God. And so... Okay, that's there's the one where they're facing up, and there's one where they're facing down, and I can't tell which one is worse. Right, you're right, and then that's the other one, where oh. it is the... So, yeah, there's one where he's upside down, and there's one where he's what we call right side up, and the rope is apparently... Yeah, like, that, that Y-strap, right? That Y-strap chiropractic thing, because I've seen those oh, YouTube God. videos. Um, but, yeah, they just, like, have a dude on a ladder and just, like... Are like washboarding him up and down. <laughs> Fucking okay. So scroll down to like, it looks like I don't know. It looks like Arab guys. They're in turbans. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 I see it. I see it. Oh god, that one's fright. Like <laughs> two guys holding the guy bound by what I guess looks like his ponytail. Yeah. And then his ankles, and then a dude like with a handle on his back, like free swinging, like. <laughs> Fucking free soloing on this dude's spine. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. troubling. So she had, so she, so she said, like, definitely talk about Hippocrates' ladder. Because, yeah, it was, I'm glad, bless you. So, Miranda. Oh, my God, shout, shout out, out, to, out to her. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Miranda, for, for, for <sighs> passing that along. Because, holy cow, that, that brightened my day. I would, I mean, I would do an inversion table. I, I've been to a chiropractor's office many times. That that one might be a just a bit too far for me, um, but hey, there a lot it is. of these are guys laying horizontal, and someone is like, yeah, it's like walking on their back. Yeah, it looks like ropes <laughs> or something. Like they're they're face down and they're suspended. Yeah, but yeah, this guy is like straight up like spread eagle sitting on his back. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And so, okay, so also, also... There's an old man feeling up a boy while his mom watches concernedly. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Goddamn Greeks. Why? Well, Triggered. that may or may not okay, be. Okay, anyway, That, that may or may not be. Oh, okay, so, so also, so, so <laughs> yeah, that, that was very much uh, a thing. Um, but also, kind of dotted throughout the Greek world were these, like, healing temples. Places that were known for, like having healing properties or like you you're like, like you go there to, to get treated and uh, everybody hit your bingo card because Josh is talking about his time traveling in, in uh, Greece, <laughs> but we did. So we stopped uh, in Epidaurus or Epidavros um, where there is, yes, of course, the fourth century theater that's in great condition. And I was crying reciting Aeschylus there. Um, but also at that same spot, like literally a stone's throw away, was an Asclepion. And Mark, where do we get that word? An Asclepion? Why Asclepius, of course. Why Asclepius, of course. And who was Asclepius? <laughs> he was this ancient Greek god and had a staff with shit intertwined around it. He was two snakes. And yeah, I did the hand thing, <laughs> yeah. just so you know. Or no, of course. Go... Uh, Listeners, go watch Black Dynamite. 
Uh, but... Flash Black Dynamite, I'm sorry, yeah. No, it's okay. so... no he was like the god of medicine, yes. like, in Remedy. Yep. And he could talk to snakes, and that's why it's snakes intertwining around his staff, because, like, the snakes slid around the, like, uh, what, what, grass, the medicines. They found the good shit. Yeah, yes, and they're and. like this one will make your tummy feel better, but don't stick it up your ass. Yeah, yes, and so in Asclepius, the son of Apollo, said to be such a great healer, he could he could bring people back from the dead. Go watch our Young Frankenstein yeah. episode. Zeus couldn't have that, so he <laughs> killed him. So he killed. So he killed him. Um, and Asclepius also had some daughters. Um. One of them is uh, Hygeia, which is the goddess of health. It's where we get our Greek. It, it's where we get our English word hygiene from Hygeia. Oh, okay. Uh, and in modern Greek, when you say hello to somebody and goodbye to somebody, it's kind of like uh, uh, aloha that way. You say yasu, or to a group of people, say yasas, and that means health to you. Oh, okay. Uh, that's also their version of cheers. You say yamas to like health, health to us, health, health to all of us. So like health is super important. Um, uh, at Asclepius is also daughters. Uh, uh, panacea, a universal remedy cure. Yaso, Keso, and Algaia. And so, so, so yes. So Asclepius is god of like medicine and healing and magic kind of like his father apollo and like a lot of what his daughters have picked up and so these asclepia the asclepion was a place where you would go yeah to get healed and you didn't necessarily like pay money like kind of but you would like bring bring a votive offering of what hurt so if your foot hurt you would show up with like a bronze sculpture of a foot and you would give that to, okay and you would give that to the priests there so it was like part intake and payment all at once <laughs> it's like hey what ails you oh you have a cast yeah you, you have like a marble sculpture of your arm so that okay well now we know what, what what's hurting you and thank you for this marble sculpture because that's worth something. <laughs> um, or a lot of times people would... Man, it really is like... I'm sorry to beat this point again. It's really just single pair. Like, holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's single pair all, all over again. Um, and or you would bring a little statue of... Um, of... Uh, of uh, an Asclepius. Or of Hidegia. Okay. Like, one of those gods. You bring that as well. So so you bring something. Not necessarily like drachma. Not, not, not money. But you bring something. And uh, they would have rooms with like beds and you would go and lie down and spend the night. And maybe the priest would talk with you some more, something like that. And then the story goes sometime in the middle of the night, these giant snakes would slither into the Asclepion while you, while you and everybody else were sleeping. And maybe you could hear them, maybe not, but they would like kind of like slither around and like like come up by your bed and, oh, hey, that's a nasty wound that you have on your arm there. And so they would kind of smell it and like lick it with their tongues, go, and then they'd slither off. <laughs> okay, cool. And okay, okay. you get so freaked out by this because here's a goddamn snake and not just any snake, but 
the snake of at Asclepius, which is cool, but it's also a snake, so you're terrified. So like, your like fight or flight response kicks in, and your body starts coursing through with like adrenaline, right? And maybe that also helps you feel better when you wake up the next morning. Like, oh shit, I just needed like. Jesus. Yeah, I just needed a boost of some sort of placebo-y, psychologically. I had, yeah, my body had to like get kicked into overdrive and yeah, my shoulder's feeling a lot better now. Gee, thanks. <laughs> so God, that's also that's maybe so why. terrible. So that's also maybe why the staff of, of Asclepius or another symbol is a cup, like a cup that has okay. a, a snake. Uh, around it that's why we associate snakes snakes with him too so um interesting and i was okay good to know and i'm terrible to know yeah and i hate that and i was there i was walking around there i took some pictures i'll put them up um and it is it's super neat to right like here were people yeah two thousand years ago like yeah I'm, I'm, i'm hurting i'm coming to this place here's my single payer you know kind of option I'm going to have a snake come and like tickle me with his tongue. And I feel a lot better because <laughs> I had a brush with death. <laughs> and this, uh, yeah. And this ulcer doesn't feel that bad anymore. <laughs> um, okay. And so then I, I trying to, trying to close it up here fairly quick. So, so, so yeah, like, like, and, and again, like hygiene also meant, Right, like having a good diet, exercising, nothing to excess, right. all that stuff, which is also like all that preventative stuff as well. You know, like if, if you're eating it's well, good. it's just good, like practice. Yeah, like, it's, good it's, advice. It's just to practice good advice. Uh, and then finally, finally, about 400 years or so after Hippocrates is Galen, and he was a he was still a Greek physician. Uh, out of Pergamon, Asia Minor, so modern-day Turkey. But we consider him like like this is well into the Roman Empire at uh, this point. So so he's kind of more associated with like Roman medicine, but he is still, for all intents and purposes, yeah, like Anatolic Greek. Okay. Uh, and here's where. Yeah, he's taking a lot of this earlier research, um, like oh, the, yeah, this theory of humorism, uh, black and yellow bile, blood and phlegm. Um, here's what Hippocrates was writing, and his and and then Galen's big contribution was along the lines of anatomy, physiology, um, and this is where right, like he dissection gets not exactly like encouraged but it's not quite as a taboo it's not as frowned upon because the egyptians were doing like human dissection of a sort for mummies and then like the classical greeks i mean they were still like slaughtering animals and i'm sure they were like oh wow this thing has a heart and uh i guess we have one of those too but it's not like um, right like the like preservation of the body 
for its funeral preparations like super super important so like dissecting humans was a big big no-no um but that yeah but that is what galen did and so 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 that was his real big contribution was understanding more about yeah the systems and uh sort of their relation to to each other um and uh yeah and so it's so it is it's Again, like I, uh, I think Galen would be a really good entry for maybe a, a future episode of True Wizards. Um, okay. Because, yeah, just the just the stuff that this guy was like coming up with, and still not like maybe like lit that second candle, because like he, like one of his big kind of things was for, I'm I, I mean he found out about like the vocal cords and it's like oh it's like from the throat that's that's where the voice comes from oh shit um huge work on the circulatory system he's one of the first guys to be like oh like the central nervous system actually is important like the like the spine and the spinal cords and and all these like nerves god damn um yeah it's it's again what this guy was doing in like yeah, like the 100s to, a, yeah, like 200 um, CE. Just amazing, you know? Um, yeah. So, so, so right. And then and, and again, I, I hate to like end with him <laughs> just like being like, oh yeah, and Galen, he's awesome. But, but we're, we're already starting to run a little long here. And, and, and yeah, I just... I, I, I hope going through all this mark kind of shine, shines a little more light into like just the weird frantic energy that I started this episode with. Because it is, man. It's like Egypt and Greece kind of lit that first candle. Galen lit the second one. There was this whole period through like the medieval era where it's like no medicine bad God has determined <laughs> yeah. that it's your time to die. So there you go. Um, yeah. And like we've talked about the miasma theory of disease and, and some of this other stuff in other episodes. But yeah, we're maybe up to what? Like maybe four candles now? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe one of those candles got uh, blown out during COVID world. I don't know. <laughs> couple of them maybe yeah maybe so yeah man it's just it's just amazing and i am glad i'm glad that i live in a world where yeah i can go to my doctor and like have an ekg run just to make sure that like my heart's doing okay and like i got some blood to check on it yeah. yeah well and 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 i got some blood work again not that like i'm dire but again just like kind of checking things out and come to find out I guess I'm in like the pre-diabetic range for like blood glucose, so oh shit. So it, it's not like bad. I'm like only a few like ticks but it's above. Good to know. But exactly, exactly, it's good to know. So it's like okay, maybe I won't have as much dessert. Uh, maybe I'll keep exercising. I'll, I'll drink more water. I'll be more. So it's it's all that stuff, man. It's all that stuff that we're standing on the shoulders of giants. And ancient medicine, man. <laughs> it's, it, it's yeah. incredible it's incredible so I, I i don't know my mind is still reeling it feels like 
an Egyptian embalmer stuck a metal hook up my nose and kind of scrambled <laughs> it around. Um, any any <laughs> closing thoughts from you before we do our thing and, and close this episode out? Um, no, probably if it hurts, stick it up your ass. <laughs> um, well, and w- when in doubt, honey. Yeah, w- when in doubt, honey. And or beer, honey or beer. Yeah, honey or put beer. Some beer in your, put some honey in your put beer. Some honey Josh, in your next beer. week, I don't care what we're Ooh. drinking in our Wizards Rytons, we're going to dump some honey into that goddamn mixture. Just see what God happens. Goddamn right we are. No, well, and, and, and right, like how many like, like, like folk remedies or like, um, the, yeah, like the, the, the Greeks and the Romans had this sort their like equivalent of a sports drink was called oxymel and it's literally okay. vinegar and honey mixed together and you yeah. dilute it with a little water. So, and, and, and you, you were talking about like, um, apple cider vinegar is like a home cure. Kidney stones. Yeah, he's right. And so wonder drug, like really a wonder drug without being a drug. Yeah. Like, right. And it is, it, it's, it's just, and I think they kind of base their shit off. It balances your humors too, but well, I feel better if I take a shot of it in the morning, my humors are more balancey. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we didn't even get into thing like, like leech therapy. We didn't even get into like maggot therapy, bloodletting. Like, cause I, I think that's more kind of like medieval, I think that's more sort of like like medieval medicine, yeah. which would also yeah, be a cool, yeah, yeah. which would still be like a cool other episode, um, for it like. Sounds like you got a follow up, buddy. That's what it sounds like to me. I have like seven follow ups here, but for right now, sounds like you got a fucking series, buddy. Yeah, I'm changing my dissertation. Sorry, Stratos, I'm not writing about fragmentary comedy anymore. I'm writing about medicine and Greek theater because I'm sure I'm sure that's a thing too. But um. So, listeners, we always love hearing from you, and we have been, and it's great to hear from those people. So, so, so do it. You be one of those people. We'd love to meet more of you. Um, what are your thoughts about all this ancient medicine stuff? Do, do, do you still think there's a lot of wisdom there? Do you think there's a lot we could throw out now that we have, quote-unquote, modern medicine? Because you're a pharmaceutical <laughs> industrial complex hack. Uh, tell us. We want to know. <laughs> you can send an email. What is Big Honey keeping from us? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. What is? Um. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Uh, 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 anyway. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry. Um. <laughs> but send us an email to Two Wizards Podcast at gmail Find us on Twitter at Two Wizards Pod C One. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. Mark, you're also on Twitter. Our sister podcast, the Dangle Podcast, is on Twitter. Tell us what's going on over there. Um, Dangle Podcast, the weekly King of the Hill podcast, where me and my buddy Johnny rewatch and then discuss two episodes of King of the Hill. This week we got Unfortunate Son. That's mm. the one where Cotton doesn't have money to live in the VFW anymore. And um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Where Peggy fakes being a nun. Oh, God, that's such a good one, too. Um, if You've seen stills of this, because it's Hank Hill going, That's a clean burning hell, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, go find us over there on Dangle Podcast. We're doing some good work over there. Personally, you can find me at uh, Marquee Stardust on Twitter. And Josh, they can also find us on the Two Wizards Facebook. That's dun, right. Dun, dun, dun. Got it. I caved into evil. Find us there. You have to request our friendship. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think that's fine. And I am... 
I, I I guess I gotta look through some of these papyri to be like, what what should I do if I'm like mentally drained after <laughs> peering into vast depths of ancient medieval, which again probably involves just like oh, just like find something and put it up your butt. Better that than a catheter. I drink though. a beer in the shower. That's usually what. Yeah. I, that's usually how I cope with like <laughs> de deloading all the crap that I've learned in like a nine day span into a two hour podcast. Is I drink a beer in the shower. That's about it. I think that is a wonderful prescription, and I'm probably going to follow up with that as soon as we sign off here. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us once more. Uh, my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard. Thank you for listening. We love you guys so much. Have a good night. Take care, everybody. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!